0: What is Off The Groove? It means you've blown the line, or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far, or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack.
1: Off The Groove
2: with Scotty Dubler. Friday, May 15th,
0: episode number 132. It's already the middle of May. Yeah. And I'm sitting here waiting for some racing.
2: On the weekend that would have been Sacramento, I think, right? I don't even know. We had all kinds of fun stuff planned for Sacramento weekend.
0: Yeah, we did. You were going to come down. We are going to go to Lodi on Friday night, the night before the mile. You're going to go do your motocross on Saturday, the Sacramento mile, the 50th running of the Sacramento mile on Saturday night.
2: Mm-hmm. Man. None of that.
0: Like I like it. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. But... We did do some e-racing last weekend. How about that last <laughs> Sunday night, dude? That was awesome.
2: Uh that was kind of a uh, it was kind of awesome. And when I say kind of awesome, I mean really awesome. It was like what, tw- 12 18 hours before we actually did that was when it all really started to get out of control and snowball. It it started as a, "Hey, I just need you to shoot video of the TV while I play this game." And I was uh-huh. like, "No, nah, we could probably do a little bit more." And then my first call was to Mr. Scotty Dibbler. be like, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow night?"
0: <laughs> I said, "Nothing."
2: We had a lot of fun. We hopped on, uh, we hopped on the interwebs and uh, did a little broadcast of the of Corey's e racing event on Sunday. That was super cool.
0: You know what? I didn't see anybody that was upset about it. It was free. It was free. <laughs> it's cheap entertainment. We had a race. It was motorcycles. They were sliding around. They were knocking people down. The feedback—that's my favorite part, I guess was the feedback and answering questions and and the comments like from scott stump scotty parker was trying to join in but he got on too late but yeah. man it was just all in all it was it was a cool event and uh you know i think cory kind of jumped the gun on the on the finishing order but they had to re <laughs> re re add it all up after they had the the doc you know they get docked yeah i think like, it was going a, off the racetrack a
2: penalty or something yeah and uh once he got all the points sorted it was uh it was actually dalton goate took away the win so um getting a free bell helmet so That's for playing amazing, for playing video games, amazing. It was a lot of fun, super cool, and we were right. kind of flying by the seat of our pants, which you definitely saw at some point. Um, yep. When things got crazy, but we had fun with it, and uh, who knows, we may do another one of those down the road.
0: Okay, well, you better uh, you know get a hold of me earlier this time <laughs> so I can put it in my busy schedule and set out a, a three hour block. Hopefully, it doesn't last three hours if we don't have any game issues. But uh, what are you talking no, it was about? Fun.
2: Your schedule's wide open right now. I got a feeling that something's going to come around the corner, though. I've heard all kinds of rumors from the different two-wheel series announcing, you know, returning to racing, some tentative plans, nothing from AFT official, but I'm sure, who knows, by the time this comes out, there may be something.
0: Well, you never know. I mean, they could drop news. I mean, I'm I'm hearing they're getting close to dropping a, an updated schedule. Hopefully that happens pretty soon.
2: I know there's a lot of people out there eager to hear it, so uh look forward to that, and uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next weekend if that does happen here in the next couple of days
0: absolutely last night i was on the aft show with bubba and clint showbert bubba Schobert is one of my heroes growing up and it was cool to talk to him he was down in lubbock texas and clint's moved down to florida down uh in your state and uh it was cool to catch up with those two i hadn't seen or talked to him for quite a while bubba usually texts me during the aft nationals he's watching at home usually and he'll tell me what so-and-so's doing wrong or or what i'm doing wrong or if i say something wrong or or whatever he always just gives me a hard time while i'm doing the races but uh, he's a good friend of mine and i was honored uh to, to have him on the aft show last night
2: Always good to hear from the legends of the sport. Uh, we've been doing a, a couple throwbacks on the uh, the other podcast too with uh George roeder George roeder and yep. uh, Rusty Rogers last night, which will be coming out soon.
0: Rusty Rogers, the human <laughs> highlight reel. That has to be the coolest nickname in flat track for sure. Maybe in in racing.
2: Well, I didn't know much about him. Listening to him on the interview made me really wish that I was watching the races as he was riding them. But uh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch on youtube i'm sure there's something that exists out there to kind of see what he just uh apparently when he went out there on a motorcycle he always gave the fans something to watch every time
0: he he went for it you know yeah. and that he didn't sit back he didn't hold back he went for it every time he's on the motorcycle and it, you know sometimes it was it's it's wreckers or checkers you know i mean and he was leading a national one time and threw it away yeah. leading a grand national
2: yeah that should be coming out here shortly, too, as well. So check that out. Um, and, uh, dude, what else we got going on this week?
0: Not a whole lot this week. I think next weekend is going to start picking up. Traveler's Rest is running. The The Flat Track Futures are going to be down there. I heard you're going down there. I know Jared Meese is going up there to go race. I think there's going to be a lot of competition because there's nothing else going on. Uh, these teams have been sitting still for too long. I think a lot of people are going to come out and support that race and uh go racing you know
2: yeah i talked to johnny lewis the other day um i'm I'm gonna make the trip up there to help uh make some content looking forward to that and i'm figuring out some details here about that in the next week but yeah man looking forward to getting back out to the track where where we're gonna see some motorcycle racing and uh yeah that's all i got for this week what do you think
0: man that's all i got it's just uh you know another week of quarantine or Whatever we got going on, and uh, not a whole lot to talk about just yet. Hopefully, the schedules will be coming out real soon and we'll have a lot to talk about. So, uh, who we got lined up for our guest?
2: Well, we kind of gave it away last week when we actually just said uh, the episode yeah. number. Um, yeah. But Jesse Janish reached out um, and said he has uh, some news that he'd like to drop. And I was like, just so happens we're coming up on episode 132. Um, so we've kind of been planning this one for a minute but I thought we'd call uh, our our buddy Jesse Janish and hear what he's been up to
0: I like it a lot and I want to say this before we get into the interview at the time we recorded it we didn't know that the uh, Dairyland Classic was going to be canceled it was canceled after we recorded it so uh, kind of a a question we didn't need to leave in there but you know what Uh, we didn't know when we talked to him so uh, man I can't wait to hear the news right here on off the groove though looking forward to it man let's give him a shout what up what up jj 132 what's up dude nothing man just hanging out in my uh home ready to go to a damn racetrack what's up with you
1: uh shoot hanging out in my apartment i was watching a little uh moto fight club pre-race stuff tonight that's about it
0: yeah yeah, i gotcha so we we were looking back and, and you were one of the first podcasts we had almost two years ago i think you're like number two or three Number 132 is coming up. You had the 132 for a while. Uh, not sure if you still have it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, we decided and you decided it'd be, it'd be cool to have you back on. So uh, welcome back to Off the Groove. We've kind of grown up a little bit.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I, I remember uh, me and Merg did uh, basically the Team MJGR video or a podcast for you guys back in yep. my apartment in Wisconsin.
0: That's so crazy. Yeah, I was I was actually at Carter's house and and, you know, we were just getting started. We didn't really know what we were doing. I mean, we know we had a vision and what we wanted to do. But uh, we've came a long ways and and uh, a lot's changed in your life since then, too. You actually moved to Texas and all that fun stuff, which we all know that story. But uh, it's been a long time since we chatted. There's so many topics to choose from. Uh, I can see this easily getting off the rails. But uh, let's let's go first things first. Uh, What have you been doing during this pandemic down there in Texas?
1: Oh man, it's been, it's been wild. I, uh, I was in Daytona when the TT got canceled and then ironically enough, we needed toilet paper. So red, like freaked out, went to Walmart quick and got like two packages because we were seeing it all over social media that for some reason people needed it to survive. Right. And, uh, (laughs) we cruised back and man, it was crazy. Obviously I live in DFW, so it's massive. And we stopped at three Walmarts on the way home that were all kind of in a row there was like no food. Like when we first walked into Walmart, I was like, Oh, I don't know what the big deal is. Everything's here. And then we went over to the grocery area and there's just like nothing. Wow. Um, It literally took us three Walmarts just to be able to get a couple meals together for when we got back. But outside of that, I mean, everything's been pretty normal. You know, we can't go to Chili's anymore, which sucks, but uh, yeah, I mean, motorcycle riding and everything like that down here has stayed going. Uh, Just unfortunately all the racing has stopped. So I've been riding motorcycles probably more than I ever have in my entire life, but uh, obviously not doing any racing, unfortunately.
0: I gotcha. Well, before we talk about your what you've been doing on the motorcycle you know, right now, let's go back and talk about 2019 a little bit, because uh, in my books, you had a, a great season, you know, uh, six in the points, three wins. I mean, you were the TT master last year, winning the, the season opener at Daytona, the Arizona Super TT, which was a really cool track, and, and of course, Springfield. Did you think, in your eyes, was 2019 a successful year?
1: Um, I mean, yes. I, I would obviously would have wished it went a little bit better towards the end of the year. Um, from about the midpoint on, it kind of didn't go so well. Just had some issues with some bikes, and then I got hurt at uh, round three, and that took, like, forever to heal. So that kind of was annoying. Pretty much up until, I think, Buffalo Chip, I was dealing with that. So, yeah, I mean it was successful. Uh, the wins were obviously cool, um 6 and points. The class is so stacked now and it's just it's crazy like how difficult the singles class is. So, yeah, it was fun. Like I said, obviously wish I would have done better, but 6 is what I got and uh what it's going to stay as.
0: So, you you missed a few main events. The one you you're talking about right in the middle of the season, Lima, um you missed that one you missed uh sacramento mile which that that surprised me but you said you weren't too surprised and you say you just didn't have any horsepower if i remember right and then the last two races of the year you missed those too so um i can't remember what happened at the end of the year i don't remember if you didn't go or what was going on but uh only missing four races i mean uh not too bad you just write those off and, and move forward
1: yeah i mean for whatever reason i just suck at lima and funny enough when i came back into dirt track in like 2015 i had that one marked as like one of the tracks that i thought i was gonna podium at eventually at least and yeah. uh i think it was 17 i ended up crashing breaking my collarbone and and had a pretty you know tough crash there and then i went back in 18 and just rode like crap and then uh it was kind of the same deal last year just uh not that it's an excuse, but had like we went out and just had a had a hole in the radiator from getting roosted and then switched my other bike, and not that it made any difference. I just I don't know, for some reason, and I like going to Christian tracks. so it's just something about that place, the way it's banked and how deep it gets. I just for whatever reason seem to struggle. So um the end of the year, I had a couple mechanicals, so that kind of put me back. and then uh, which, in the grand scheme of things, the tracks obviously were, we're a little hairy there at the end, so I'm not too disappointed on missing out. But um, it would have been nice to get a couple points because I think it was like uh, me, Wells, Coase, uh, and Shana were all like super close in points. So it would have been super easy to get fourth overall or, or maybe even seventh there. So it would have been nice right. to been up, but, uh, especially in the beginning of the year, being up as, as, as far as I was to, to fade back that much at the end of the year kind of sucked. But, oh, well, not much I can do about it now.
0: I got you. So uh, third place at Peoria before we move off of 2019. Uh, Did you think you should have done better at Peoria uh, than third? I mean, another podium. Uh, You could have swept all the TTs, but a third place was still another solid finish.
1: Honestly, I should have actually gotten fourth. Uh, Rispoli got a flat coming off or on the last lap, I think, and I got by him just because he had a flat rear. So coming off turn four, I ended up catching the toe in his draft and just getting him at the line. Um, I, I just tend to struggle a little bit when the track isn't prepped and we had all that rain that day so that the, the race was super delayed. And then, um, they just didn't have, no have a lot of time to prep before the main. So when we went out and it was a little bit skittery and chopped up, I kind of thought I was going to struggle. So maybe, I mean, it's hard to say, obviously Dallas is riding super well and as was Bromley. Um, so if the track would have been a little bit better prepped, maybe I would have had a better shot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's something you'll never know about at I think I finished about as good as I could, given the, okay. the track setup. You kind of saw Sipes do the same thing I did. Sipes went a lot, went backwards in the main. I think he ended up like seventh or eighth, and mm-hmm. he was one of the fastest to stay there. But uh, when the track kind of gets skittery and inconsistent, that's that's definitely when I seem to struggle more. So that was just kind of nobody's fault but my own, really
0: how jesse how hard is it mentally you know i've i've been there but in in your words how hard is it mentally to sit there watch it rain not knowing if we're going to race not know if we're going to have to come back tomorrow uh and then all of a sudden you got to flip the light switch back on and, and go racing how hard is that mentally for someone like you
1: man i was praying that it was going to get rained out and we were going to have to come back the next day just from the aspect of knowing you know that things get a little bit more rushed and you know obviously the ground is going to be soft caterpillar did a killer job with the track that day but it's just, uh, just yeah. I'm, I'm typically one of those guys that goes better when the track is fresh and not when it gets broken down. For me, mentally, it's I don't know. It's not really a big deal. I kind of just take it as it comes and kind of one of those guys that just uh, I guess can just go out there and race. It's not really too big of a deal for me from that
0: aspect. I gotcha. Anything else uh, sticking out about 2019 that you that you like to talk about or get off your chest?
1: Uh, man, I don't know. I just had a lot of fun. Uh, I got to spend a lot of time with my friends, which is great. Got to travel with uh, Ben Lau a little bit, travel with Davis Fisher, um, and just spend a lot of time with those guys. and had a blast doing it, you know.
0: Right on. Uh, I've been seeing your social media posts a lot lately down there in Texas, riding a lot of off-road stuff, some moto stuff. Um, Are you going to race the uh, Texas Cross Country Series? Is that the plan for 2020? Yeah, that's
1: the current plan. Um, It started. It started right before we went to Daytona, so I got to do one race. Um, got smoked, which was pretty much how I figured it was going to go. But, yeah, it's uh, it's a huge learning deal. There's uh, It's crazy, too, because I'm in the pro class with only about eight off-road races in my name. So yeah. I'm still trying to, like, learn how to do stuff where I'm, like, literally entry-level speed. And then we get to certain sections where I'm pro-level speed because I right. have a pretty decent cross background. And I can go pretty good when the track is open. But, man, we get into the woods or we start going over fallen trees or our Creek crossings or steep hills. And my ability goes way down real quick. So it's, uh, it's interesting. That's for sure. I'm actually, uh, getting prepared to race this weekend. Hopefully if the weather holds off for, uh, another two hour off-road race.
0: So where's that one going to be at?
1: Uh, it's called Jacksboro. It's, uh, about an hour and 40 minutes west of, of where I live in, in DFW. So, uh, we get all day Saturday to practice, which is kind of different for off road, but it's cool. And then Sunday it's, uh, just, we have practice in the morning if we choose to go out and then our race starts. And it's, uh, man, honestly, I don't even know the way it works. It's like, it's like a 90 minute race plus or plus or minus 15. I'm not, I'm not even sure it comes out to right at two hours because the lap times are so long. So
0: So I'm assuming you're doing this on a motocross bike. So uh, will you have to stop and gas? I mean, do you make a pit stop? Uh, Some people might have to. I've actually got
1: an off-road bike. So my 350 is the FX version. So it comes with a little bit bigger tank. And the the, the trails are fairly tight. I think we average anywhere from like 20 to 30 miles an hour, sometimes even slower than 20. So it's not like you're wasting a whole lot of fuel necessarily being wide open. It's pretty tight stuff.
0: So. I got you. That's cool. I did some cross-country stuff up here in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You know, When I was motocrossing, it was called Okra. It's kind of the same like what you got down there. I was on my motocross bike, and it was a 125 two-stroke, and I had to stop and get gas. Like, man, sometimes it seemed like I stopped more than once, but it definitely slows you down, so it's, it's good you don't have to stop. So, you're going know, to race cross-country the, the entire 2020 season, if you can, if you can make it, but let's talk about flat track again. Do you still have the number 132? No.
1: So... I wasn't real sure uh, what I was going to do this year. I went up to the three-hour endurance race on ice called uh, Steel Shoe Fun, three-hour, and I went up and did that with my buddy, Schwarzenbacher, and uh, and we ended up winning it, which was awesome. And then I went and stayed over by Mark and Lisa Muth, Alex Muth's parents, for a right. night before I headed back to Texas. and uh, And I was driving back, and I was just thinking pretty much like a mile a minute about all the different stuff that I wanted to do this year and just different stuff in general. And I started talking to red and I had like this crazy idea in my head that maybe I should try to like do a couple races this year in flat track. And I didn't know how I wanted to go about it or what I wanted to do. And it was just kind of like just a million different things going on. And, uh, I kind of thought about it. And if there's one racetrack that I want to race again, it'd be the Buffalo chip. Right on. For whatever reason, I've never had whether it's my luck or my skill at the place go right, and uh, so I like started thinking about it. I'm like, well, man, if I did the Buffalo Chip, then you know we're already up there. Maybe I should do Rapid City because it's only two days later. And then I was like thinking about it some more, and I was like, well, all right, Rapid City be cool. And then two weeks after Rapids, Peoria. Mm-hmm. And when I came back to air track in 15, Peoria was the first race I did, and it was the first race that I won in the support class, and yeah. I won three times there. So I'm like, man, that'd be a pretty cool one to also do. Cause I've done well there. And then, uh, I think two weeks after Peoria Springfield TT, I'm like, all right, well yeah. I won that last year, even though <laughs> yeah. types was definitely faster than me. I was like, but maybe I'd do that one again too. I don't know. So I'm like throwing all this, all this stuff going on through my head. So I'm like, first off, I like kind of started explaining it to red and what I was thinking. And I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. And she's like, Oh, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, okay. So I called Mark and I asked Mark, I started kind of giving him this whole rundown through my head of what I was thinking. And I asked him, I said, if Mark, if I wanted to go racing this year and do a couple rounds, what would you think if I ran either number 96 or number 196 in memory for Alec? I told him I wanted him to take like a day just to think about it. Cause you know, it, obviously it means a lot to him And and that's just not something that I want him to just answer quickly without thinking about. So right. he called me back and told me that he would prefer if I if I took number ninety six. So basically long story short, I quick got a hold of AFT and made a phone call and asked them if they could quick save that number so I could get all my paperwork in and man, I tell you what, so I'm going racing this year. Don't know how many rounds,
0: but I'm gonna at least do some dirt tracking. Wow, that's awesome to hear, because when I saw you at Daytona, it didn't seem like you are going to race there at all. I mean, I think you didn't even take your gear down there with you, but uh, you have no idea how exciting that is to have you back in the sport. Last time I talked to you, I was trying to get you to come up to Oklahoma to race an indoor race. You told me you didn't even have a flat track bike, so what's the plan there? Are you going to try to ride for somebody, or do you have a bike that you're going to try to borrow, or what What are you going to ride?
1: Yeah, so basically all in this uh, this drive back from minnesota or excuse me from wisconsin back to texas i was coming up with all these crazy ideas and uh of course the first dude i have to call is my buddy robbie bobby mcclendon
0: mm-hmm. so
1: i gave him a call and i kind of told him what i was thinking and i told him i'm like man i just need like you know give me like a 60 percent thought that you could make this happen and he's like well i can't give you that he's like but i can give you 100 percent. so I'm pretty stoked to say that I'm going to be riding for Robbie Bobby. So basically sponsored by D and D cycles with that, with support through Vance and Hines, and then certified plumbing out of Pensacola, Florida as well. All basically mm-hmm. Robbie Bobby sponsors um, are going to be helping. Up. So yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I'm not guaranteed what rounds because nobody knows what rounds are even happening, but it's just going to be some select events. And basically like my, my grand scheme plan that's crazy is, uh, is you know it's obviously not cheap to go racing, so I'm trying to trying to put together some sponsorship stuff and basically allow people to donate to my program. And for fifty bucks donation, I'm going to put their name on the helmet, and they're going to be on the, the leathers, and they're going to be possibly on the graphics as well. And then when this is all done, all the stuff from the bike, my helmet, um, all that stuff's going to get raffled off. Whoever gives me the most amount of money, I'm giving the leathers to. So. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty cool deal. Um, I'm hoping that it all works out. Hopefully, you know, this COVID stuff ends and the series can start, and then um, and then I can get everything put together here and, and go racing. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we're going to have some fun. I'm going to be on some Husqvarna 450s. I've got Rob's bike, and then I actually just got a set of suspension I'm going to send out for my bike. So I'm going to have my bike uh, as a backup bike basically to Rob's. So I'll have two bikes, so we'll be prepared, and – and just going to have some fun and kind of do it in memory of Alec Muth and and just have some fun and basically, you know, say goodbye to dirt track in my own way at my own time.
0: That's cool. You can pick and choose which ones you want to go to. And, and, you know, I've heard people in in the past say that when they do that, there's no more pressure of running the whole circuit and trying to do good week after week after week. So when you kind of pick and choose, you go to the tracks you want to, they seem to do better. I I think that's going to work out well for you as well.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, last year, obviously, I was doing the whole series, which was cool and all. Um, but specifically to Buffalo, Ship, I remember I was in fifth place, and I, ro- I rode that race in fifth place for like I think ten laps, and I just didn't want to make the move because I didn't want to risk falling and and you know losing those points. And and now it's kind of cool. I don't have to worry about that. You know, if I wanna if I wanna push push it a little bit and uh, and ride a little bit harder with I don't have to worry about necessarily just tucking the front and who cares if I don't have any points, you know, it's just going to be all for fun and and good results and have a good time doing it.
0: So now I got to ask you the question. You're one of the first people I thought of when I heard that Henry was going to the singles class. What are your thoughts about racing Henry Wiles again? I mean, I know you guys have raced before, but now he's in, like what you said already is a, a stacked AFT singles class. So what are your thoughts against racing him, the King of Peoria at Peoria, it sounds like one of the races that you want to come back to, dude. I think he's gonna smoke everybody's butt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just telling it how I think it's gonna happen. But he's obviously so, so good there. I mean, back when I used to race the expert class and we were both on 450s, I could put a lap time that was somewhat close to him every so often. I think maybe in like '06. Mm -hmm. but man he's so good and he's obviously in good shape he's obviously on good equipment with uh with richie and the hondas you know if if they can get that bike working well for him i i don't know i think he's gonna be at least
0: specifically at uh peoria and springfield man i think he's gonna be almost unstoppable Man, you, uh, you got my mind going a million miles a minute right now. There's so many questions I want to talk about. You just brought up Robbie Bobby. Uh, Merg is down there with Robbie Bobby. So it, k- it kind of sounds like we're at an MJGR reunion. Maybe we can call this the reunion tour. Yeah, that'd
1: be cool. Um, <laughs> obviously Merg is obviously riding for some other people. So I don't know if we can necessarily be teammates. But uh, I did get to spend some time down there, and we had, we had a good time. Uh, Rob was able to have a race. Uh, all properly socially distanced uh, about a week ago and I went down there and hung out for a week and uh, and I was able to get some testing done on on, the, on Rob's bike and Rob's suspension and and it was a good time Rob's got a great track over there and and Merg's obviously living there and got to hang out with Dalton and spent some time with Landon Smith and Sadoff, Chase Sadoff was there. Um, yeah all those guys it was a good time and got to do some good riding.
0: Yeah, before we before we started recording, you were telling me a little bit of a story about Chase Sadoff and and sounds like you guys had one heck of a battle and and I think we decided that you are you've been a pro longer than he's been alive. So uh how crazy is that to mix it up with these kids down there?
1: Yeah, I mean these guys are fast. Landon Landon just turned thirteen um landon smith and him and Sadoff, both of them i mean it's it's awesome to see but you know at the same time it's not surprising rob's got a good little short track over there and those guys are riding with with talented guys like dalton and morgan on a regular and justin jones on a regular basis so i mean they're only going to get faster um me and Sadoff were going at it for a while there in one of the main events on a friday night and uh yeah he kind of went a little high and I stuffed underneath him and he's like oh I thought I was going to square you back up and I was like dude I'm 32 I've seen everything like I stopped so he couldn't square me back up but he's going to be good that's for sure he uh he smoked me on Saturday we did a 60 lapper he was a ways in front of me that's for sure my uh, my full blown motocross setup and Nobby might not have been helping but
0: he still kicked my butt yeah, he he's fast and he's such a good kid. Uh, uh, you know, amateur nationals a few years back, I think he was still like nine or ten years old. It was hot. It was so hot that day, and I was out in the sun for whatever reason. And and here comes Chase in his full MX gear. I think we were on the short track that night, and he brought me a couple of bottles of water and a and a. And a a a towel that was all wet with ice cold water on. And he said, he said, I just didn't want you to overheat. I was like, man, that's so cool. And he's, he's such a good kid. He's got great parents and, and his dad's retired now. And I think they're planning on, you know, when the pandemic lets up is just traveling around and racing as much as possible. And I think that's how you make a fast racer. I mean, he's got natural talent, but the more he can ride, the better he's going to be.
1: Absolutely. And like I said, you get, you get those kids down, riding with some of these guys i mean dalton's one of the best 450 riders in the country obviously he won the singles class um you know and and you get even with like morgan like you get Morgan on the right track man there's not many people that can go faster than him i mean you get these kids riding with these guys and they're gonna learn quick they're gonna get fast
0: okay i got one that's kind of random that that we didn't kind of warn you about but uh first off how's how's red doing is, is she is she doing all right i mean i haven't heard much from her is she doing okay now
1: Oh yeah, she's uh she's actually going to college for uh, social media marketing. Right on. And, uh, yeah, I pretty much force her to go to the motocross track anytime I'm not meeting up with friends, just in case I would uh, have a fall. So yeah, she's still, uh, you know, 365 days a year stuck hanging out with me. So she's still surviving, surprisingly.
0: Well, she signed on for the the, the you know the full meal deal. So when when is the wedding? I, I haven't heard a I've seen a wedding announcement lately. Shoot, I think I proposed
1: in like december 5th
0: 2016
1: and uh-huh. i within about 10 minutes i made sure i threw in the warning that it was like a 10-year plan so <laughs> i have no idea but so we always joke about we always joke about it and i always tell her like how the how's the plans going because uh, i'm not <laughs> making them and i always kind of said that i think a destination wedding isn't for me but now the right. joke is that we don't live in Wisconsin. So, technically speaking, it's going to be a destination wedding to Wisconsin for us. So,
0: okay. All um, right.
1: Oh, man. Our lease is up uh, November 20th and we're leaving Texas. So, we're heading east. And uh, that's still not north, at least. So, okay. It'll still be a destination wedding eventually. But I told her if I'm stuck paying for it, she's got to figure out when that's going to happen.
0: I gotcha. Um, before, we, before we finish things up yet, are you going to try to run the Dairyland Classic? I was uh, texting with Bert Sumner earlier today uh, working on uh, some stuff for another podcast I do. Bert's still not sure if the race is going to happen, but if if they race the Dairyland Classic, are you going to go up there and defend your title?
1: Yeah, that's the plan. I ran into Bert at the 3-hour, and we talked a little bit about it. And As crazy as it sounds, when I went to the 3-hour, I had zero intentions of riding any dirt track this year. Mm-hmm. And literally that three days after the three hour I had already lined up a ride for this year with Robbie Bobby and plans to do like the three hour or excuse me, the Dairyland for instance, and what races I was doing. I mean, it happened so quick. Uh, I have, I have a plane ticket to get home. So I planned on going, but it's, I guess it's just going to be a last minute thing to figure it out. Um, heck I don't even have a bike yet. So, okay. uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm, I'm scheduled to go, but I was also thinking about it earlier with uh with kentucky canceled man that's gonna it'll be good for burt but bad for me there's gonna be a lot of really good guys there
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it always has you know a fair number of good guys but yeah with lexington being canceled if if burt gets to have his race it should be uh you know a lot of fast guys there because there's nothing else going on so uh, i hope it gets to happen i hope you get to be there so we're already at the part of the episode where it's time for graham's question And uh, you kind of touched on it just a little bit ago, but she wants to know uh, a couple of things. First, how hard was it to adjust to living in Texas coming down from Wisconsin? And part two of that, do you miss Wisconsin?
1: Um, Well, part one, it wasn't too bad, really. Um, I mean, realistically, I was fortunate enough last year to spend a good majority of the time not in Texas on the road racing. So I didn't really have to deal with the Texas heat of summer too bad, um, I did one off road race where I thought I was going to die in the middle mm-hmm. of summer last year. It was just, it was just outrageously hot. But, uh, but outside of that, I mean, I was fortunate enough to spend most of the time on the road chasing the races. So, um, I didn't have to deal with the heat too much. And for me, I don't really care where I live. So that's not too bad. Um, as far as Wisconsin, yeah, I mean, I miss, I miss hanging out with some of my friends. I used to get to spend a lot of time with my buddies like Jeremy DeReuter and, and, uh, in Brock Schwarzenbacher and Lance Woolen, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the ice riding is definitely a lot of fun, but dude, I do not miss snow even a little bit. Like I hate shoveling it. I hate driving in it. (laughs) Uh Um, when when I lived in Beaver Dam, I walked to work. I was a supervisor at craft. So I only had like a mile walk, so I didn't bother driving. So I'd be walking every day. It would be negative 20 degrees out windshield snowing, not walking to work. Like I I don't miss that, you know, like, This gets down here is maybe below freezing and it's only at nighttime and it's, it's already like 35 when I, when I get up. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't miss that. We're we're safe to say we're headed to Florida next, not North. So I'm, I'm like pretty, pretty positive. I won't be dealing with snow for a while
0: awesome i i hate the cold i hate the snow i was born in south dakota i left there when i was about eight and uh man i'm a sissy now i don't want to deal with the snow i don't want to deal with the cold at all i mean we get a snow here every once in a while and, and the whole city shuts down and everybody runs to the store and buys all the, the the milk and all the the bread and i'm like what are you guys doing but then i don't want to get out in it either so i understand but uh now it's time for rapid fire questions so uh we, like I said, we haven't had John since like we first started this. I don't think we did this back then. But uh, what's your favorite motorcycle that you've ever ridden?
1: Um, uh, probably a GSXR 750. Honestly, I raced. Uh, I raced for a team called Argo out of the mm-hmm. uh, Northeast, and man, it, the thing just worked well. And road racing was a blast. And yeah, probably I'm gonna go with that one. That one was uh, that was a good bike to race. I had a lot of fun on it.
0: All right. What is uh, your favorite racetrack?
1: Um, actually, I guess I'm still going road racing, uh, loud, Loudon New Hampshire speedway, which is actually right where we raced Laconia. Mm-hmm. Um, that road race, uh, had a lot of fun. That was where the team was based out of. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was like, a, I had a great time. I got to spend two weeks there. I skipped my graduation to, uh, to fly out there and, and race. So, um, I did graduate high school, of course, but I just wasn't at my graduation cause that's where
0: I was. So, right. So was, was it just the track or the atmosphere because the team was there? or What makes that place so special to you?
1: I just love the track. It was, uh, I mean, it was not considered the safest track because there was walls because it was uh, a speedway uh, where mm-hmm. a NASCAR race. Um, right. I just remember turn one, it was just a nice left-hander. And, man, like that was kind of before slipper clutches were a real popular thing. So you'd bang a couple downshifts, let the clutch out, and you'd just be stepped out, backing it in the whole way in. And that was just a good one. And then uh, and just on top of that, it was like one of the first road races that, I was like actually pretty successful at. So I ended up like for whatever reason, just figuring it out that weekend. It's like everything clicked. And all of a sudden I was running up front and, uh, that was my first podium in form of the USA in that class. And, uh, the sport bike, I think it was called at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, just kind of been able to like, all of a sudden everything clicked and running the, the leader's pace. And, uh, and I was up in the battle at least for the front and yeah, just the the layout was fun and just had a good time. Yeah. just kind of everything all together. It was just a, just a fun place. And, uh, and it was cool getting to go back there last year and hang out a little bit. And my old team owner still road racing. And I got to go hang out with him and hang out with a couple other guys that I had met, like, I mean,
0: basically 12, 13 years ago. That's cool, man. I, I mean, when you have feelings like that, when you have days like that, and it sure makes things a lot of fun. Uh, next question for Rapid Fire is, what's the favorite thing a, a fan has ever said to you or a favorite comment from a fan, a race fan?
1: Um, I probably just this is kind of a generalized comment, but uh, back in 2017, I think it was when we were doing the vlogs, it was always hilarious to have people walk up and make comments on the vlogs and like talk to red and red would have no idea who they are. And uh, I think that was, that was a pretty cool thing to always to be around, like uh, especially just putting her on the spot, you know, cause she's, she's great. She's behind the scenes. She helps me out so much with a lot of different stuff that, you know, doesn't, doesn't get recognition obviously a lot. And, uh, and the vlogs, I mean, basically i i basically forced her to do it and uh and at first she was a little tentative and then she kind of she really enjoyed it there at the end and uh it was just kind of funny i mean we we had a good time with them and and it was cool to kind of show people a little bit behind the scenes and you know me and merg had a little bit more fun probably than most people do as far as taking professional (laughs) racing seriously Uh, Uh but it was always it was just so cool to uh to have fans walk up and then uh i guess otherwise i would specifically say kentucky uh kentucky mile we pull out on the track in turn four and we got to go all the way down that long straightaway to start Mm -hmm. basically our our warm-up lap and i don't know every time i pull out on the track out of turn four i rip up a wheelie and ride it all the way as far into turn one as i can get and uh, it was always cool to have fans come down and be like hey were you that guy doing the
0: wheelie That's awesome. So will the vlog make a comeback here on maybe what is to be your, your farewell to flat track tour,
1: man, I can pretty much guarantee the vlog is going to make a comeback for this farewell tour. We're going to have a, we're going to have a lot of fun. That's for sure. I I can't guarantee how many races we're going to get to. Um, You know, obviously when the schedule comes out, I'll be sorting that all out. Uh, I'm going to have a video getting posted here shortly on my social media platforms
0: Yeah, yeah. and
1: then uh, basically uh, a way for people to donate, if they choose to. And then, uh, like I said, it's for every, every $50 donation, basically. I mean, your, your name is going to, or your name or your business is going to go on the leathers and on, on the helmet and on the bike, I think. And, uh, and then I'm going to raffle it all off when we're done. So it'll
0: be a cool thing. But yeah, so we'll see. That's awesome. So that kind of brings up red again, that she was our next question. Can you describe red using just three words? Oof. Red. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: don't make her mad
0: don't make her mad <laughs> but I use, I
1: use maker in one word
0: maker yeah, yeah. don't make her yeah That that's don't that texan is that texan language rubbing off i of me? is that a texan word
1: well i was just trying to improvise to make it three words really <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, who's your favorite person to go bench racing with
1: Oh, uh, bench racing uh man everybody honestly that's a bad answer uh i love just hanging out with all my friends it's that's all we talk about i feel like uh Mm -hmm. if i had to sit and listen to someone tell stories though it'd probably be jr schnabel i obviously looked up to him a lot uh you know he went to the school i graduated from he didn't graduate from there because he moved but he went to the school i graduated from his name was on the wall for wrestling at the school i graduated from and obviously i grew up riding with him i mean he only lived like 15 minutes away from me my whole life in wisconsin so i grew up riding with him and you know jr was the dude i mean he's probably the most successful guy to ever come out of wisconsin and uh right. and you know like it's basically i lived in the dude's shadow my whole life because i'd never was as successful as he was but uh the dude's got stories and man i tell you what one guy that could grip it and rip it he mm-hmm. was not scared he was a machine no. I, I just it's cool how well like the XGs and the Indians work these days. I just really wish I could have seen J.R. on an FTR 750, you know, oh, that'd if, be if, awesome. the F- if they would have been around and when J.R. was in his prime, man, I, I think you'd be seeing a guy that's got a, that's got more wins. That's for sure. I think he'd, I think he'd have a good shot at the title if that had been around when he was at his prime, you know, I-
0: yeah, I loved watching him, especially at Springfield. It didn't matter if it was the short track or the TT, you know, and Donnie Bargeman called it, you know, JR's joint because he was untouchable there for a while. And, and just the way he rode a motorcycle, he was aggressive, and but he was always under control. And he was, he was fun to watch, that's for sure. Um, what is your favorite flat track memory?
1: Hmm. Um, I mean, I guess I'm just going to go with a recent one. I think winning the Arizona TT was pretty cool. Um, it's unfortunate that they're not going back, but for me, it's kind of cool that I won the only one that existed. So, right, uh, right. Obviously, obviously, JD won uh, the. I call it the adult class. I was in the kids class, <laughs> but um, but I'm still the only one that won it. You know, and and right. I guess at this point, as long as they don't go back, nobody ever really takes that one from me. So, um, you know, it doesn't matter how good Henry Wiles is. If they don't go back, he can't win more of them than me at that place. So.
0: That's right. You're the reigning champion, the defending champion, the inaugural champion, all in one. Uh, last question here on rapid fire. Uh, what are you most proud of? Um, be, I guess being successful.
1: Um, you know, it's, uh, 32 and had a pretty successful life so far, whether it be work or racing. Um, obviously one always wants to be more successful, but I mean, me and red are living in Texas and, uh, for the time being, I've got a couple motorcycles I can go riding on the weekends and, uh, yeah, I'm healthy, and I get to have a lot of fun. I guess uh, having a lot of fun is uh, probably what's always most important to me, so um, I'm looking
0: forward for this year, that's for sure. Right on. Uh, before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anybody?
1: Yeah, just uh huge thanks to Mark and Lisa Muth. Running number 96 is going to be awesome. Robbie Bobby, McClendon, D&D Cycles, Vance Hines, Certified Plumbing, all the guys that help out Rob, I appreciate that. And then uh, just my personal sponsors. Donnelly excavating is going to be helping out, which I appreciate recluse bell bell Ray venture moto. Those are guys down here. Um, and then obviously my fiance red and, and just all my friends, you know, the racing community is cool. And it's awesome that, uh, that I get to do something as fun as racing and do it with a lot of my best friends. That's where I've made all my friends, basically is through racing and motorcycles. So it's a, it's a good time. And yeah, thanks for, uh, you guys letting me come on here and basically announce my plans. Uh, not a whole lot of people know about this. So, uh, I hope hope it brings some attention.
0: Well, thanks for coming on here and dropping the news on Off The Groove. We appreciate it. Uh, It's been a long time since we've had you on. And, uh, man, we we just wish you well on what sounds like your Farewell to Flat Track tour. I hope the fans get behind you, and, and I hope you put it on top of the box, and we get to talk to you a few more times this year, man. Good luck to you, Jesse. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. He's back, ladies
2: and gentlemen. He's back. I kind of had a feeling that that was going to happen, but I was more hoping than uh, thinking it was actually going to be a reality, though. Well, you know, especially well, after Daytona, like I didn't see him there to race, so I didn't think it was going to happen.
0: Well, that and you know, I talked to him over the winter. We have an indoor track here in Oklahoma, and he's he's down in DFW, so it's only three hours away. And I was trying to get him to come up here and ride some flat track. He said, "Dude, I don't even own a flat track bike." He said, "I'm done. I'm done." And that's all I kept hearing and uh after we talked to him the other night uh and and now know his plans that's exciting stuff and uh, he's gonna get the fans to support him and i think that's really cool um i think it's awesome the tracks that he's picked are ones that he likes uh like i mentioned to him whenever i could pick and choose whatever races i wanted to run that's when I went faster. You know, if I, if I had to follow a certain, you know, if I was trying to race a certain series, if I didn't like a track, I was like, man, I don't even really want to go out there, you know? And, and that's a bad feeling to have. So I think it's going to be good for him.
2: Super cool what he's doing with the, with the nine running the 96. And he just made those TT races for the single series a little bit more interesting, for sure.
0: TT's for sure. And, you know, everywhere he's at, you can't count him out. Nope. I mean, I don't know how strong of a horse he is, but Robbie Bobby's, they're his motorcycles. Yep. So I know they're going to be fast. So, um, you know, he, he he's a threat. At all the races he's gone to, like he said, he's he's 32 years old. He's been racing, you know, for a long time. Some of these these kids are half his age. Yeah, Dallas Daniels, 16 years old.
2: No doubt, no doubt. And uh, he mentioned a, a video that's dropping. I got a sneak peek of that video. It's pretty cool um, uh-huh. to see him on that 96. And uh, look forward to seeing what what he does here in the 2020 season.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait to see him, man. It's it's going to be exciting for sure. And that just throws another curveball into that that already strong AFT singles class.
2: All right. Well, dude, I'm going to take uh, a nice relaxing weekend off this weekend and not do much of anything.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot. You still have a job. I was like, I, you know, what am I going to do? How could I how could I relax anymore?
2: We'll be back before you know it, man. If not at a national, I'm sure there's going to be some other races going on. You know, got this one next weekend. There'll there'll be others, so uh, keep your head up. We'll be back at the track before too long, Scotty. Don't get too down.
0: Absolutely. I'm just missing it. I did talk to Steve Nace, and uh, officially the the next weekend, of course, when Traveler's Rest is going on, he was supposed to have a three-day weekend going in Springfield, Illinois. That was canceled uh, out of his control, and they were trying to move that race, and then they, they found out about Traveler's Rest. They didn't want to go up against that race. Uh, I think that's a good decision on their part, and uh, he's trying to get his schedule updated as well. So when we get some schedules... We'll share them with you right here on Off the Groove. Super bummed about that Dairyland
2: Classic thing, though, man. That's uh, I think they have another event in August, though, don't they?
0: Yeah, that'll be more of an amateur race, but it's not going to be the Dairyland Classic. But yeah. yeah, you know, like I talked to Bert too earlier this weekend. It's just, it's just what's going on right now. It's out of yeah. his control, and just pull the plug right now and reboot. For next year,
2: I haven't given up on that uh, Jeopardy episode. Maybe we do that Jeopardy episode when his uh Dairyland Classic event was going to run.
0: <laughs> all right, May 29th We'll see if we can lock it in.
2: Uh, man,
0: I got nothing else.
2: Let's wrap this one up.
0: Wrap, 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 wrap it up. Oh boy, I'll take it. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends. We're 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 over here. We're bored. We're going stir crazy on off the groove. Uh, but we appreciate all the comments. appreciate all the follows. We appreciate all the likes and. Uh, Yes, we'll talk to you next Friday. Peace. Later.
1: guys seen the movie bedazzled no